Grand Sounds. Music. Brands. Hi, this is John Groves for Brand Sounds. And I'm going to be continuing my talk with Michael Kramer from Stream. Now, Stream is the division of TBWA responsible for brand entertainment. Now, we've been talking this last few podcasts about the hit that they made for Nivea. And this time, we're going to wrap things up nicely with Mikhail telling us about the benefits that Nivea got out of this deal. But first of all, he's going to tell us his thoughts on the place of the composer in the food chain. I hope you enjoy it. I can only talk for uh, TPWA. Uh, you do not, as a composer, you do not talk to the art director or to somebody from the uh, FFF department. If it comes to sound branding or sound logos, um, it's such an important part in the whole branding process that you start to the creative director or to uh, to, to myself. And, of course, when we advise our client to think about sound branding, then we have, even on that level, we, on that level, we have the composer involved. And then we make it possible that the composer has a chance to talk to the client too, rather than just talking to the advertising people. Talking about music is a complete different story than talking about pictures. So you're basically saying that sound branding is top-down, that it should be starting off with the... Uh, the Absolutely. The, yeah. Okay. Let's wrap up uh, and get back to your Nivea thing. What you've done with Nivea is you've actually done what lots of people are always trying to do when the client is saying, yeah, make us a hit, and you've actually done the hit. Can Maybe you can just end with the benefits from the client. I mean, sometimes it's nice to be able to, for the managing director or for the marketing director to say, hey, we've had a hit. These days, a hit really doesn't mean that much in monetary terms. But what has it actually given the brand? The idea on that case was that Nivea wanted to have a song that helps the brand to be uh, reminded in the heart of the consumers. They could have done it in the way that they buy sync rights from a Robbie Williams song, for instance, or a U2 songs if they wouldn't have got it. Uh, but they could have also done it writing a new song. But writing a new song, nobody would have given them a guarantee that such a song could become a hit. Of course, not sales-wise. What we have done with that specific song is that we thought knowing the radio situation in Germany, that this specific song has a very strong potential to get airplay. That was our advice to the client, that we said, we cannot guarantee you a hit. We cannot guarantee that you make a fortune on royalties uh, because you own the song. But we can assure you that this song has a chance to get played on radio. And the more you wait with your campaign and let the song travel before, the, the higher your chance will be that this song becomes a radio hit. And maybe we have been lucky, and that's that was it, but the song became a, a top 50 hit. It finally reached, I think, number 32 or 35 in the German radio charts. Uh, but that, of course, meant that we had 9 million radio listeners every day who knew that song, and they knew it before the campaign started. Yeah, sure and I said that earlier in the interview, if they would have started the campaign and then developing the song out of it, 
it would never have had the same result. So that about wraps it up. Thank you very much for listening to Brand Sounds. And we promise we're going to bring you information about brands and the sounds they use as long as you're out there listening. And to know that, we'd like some feedback from you. So please visit us on www.brand-sounds.com. Stay tuned. Brand Sounds. Thank you for downloading the Brand Sounds podcast. Visit us on brand-sounds.com.